Mmm. I'm being a Skeksis again. Mmm. Oh. There's a video I have to send you of Rue McClanahan of the Golden Girls in a uh, knockoff of the Dark Crystal. Right. Where there's all these Skeksis, but they're green. And she's like... I feel like having a little fun. And they're like, oh, some fun. She's like, how about you step up here? And one of them comes up and he's like, oh, I can't wait to see what'll happen. He's like, you look a little rough around the edges. How about I buff you out? And just turns him to stone. (laughs) And everyone's like, oh, she's like, see what I mean? And then walks away. Jonathan was on Road Rules Northern Trail in 1998. Since then, he has appeared in precisely zero award-winning TV shows, blockbuster movies, or community theater plays. We are here to fix this. We are here to make Jonathan off Road Rules a star. Boston's favorite son will ride again. Jonathan, you've come here today. And you've given us a little piece of American television history. And I think that is why you should be a celebrity. Why aren't you that yet? Like, we've done this show now at least one time. And I thought by that, right, we would go to New York Times Square Mm. and see you on all them big televisions. It should have been enough. It really should have been enough. Half of a podcast should have been enough. Within 30 minutes of the first one going up, Times Square should have been a light with your face and all the little, and the big ones as well. That, that big one in the, in, in the middle of it. There's that big one in the middle of it, and then there's all those littler ones, but they're still big for like normal televisions. Because if you tried to put it in the house, it'd be about the size of a wall. So it's still a big television, even the little one. And your face is on all of it, just sweating. <laughs> That's what I want to see. I want to see you trying to smile, but not quite managing it because there are studio lights on you just baking you. Can we do that, Jonathan? Can we do a can we do a commercial? This will get you famous. We'll do a commercial that says, uh, Jonathan, want to try it with us? Like that. It's just text <laughs> that comes up. Jonathan's. Oh, there's an idea. Jonathan's. So it's a place. Oh. Want to try it with us? And then it, there's a shot of you stood on a little podium about a foot off the ground, round, like a circular one, with um, sort of the kind of thing that a seal would stand on to bounce a ball at the circus, Jonathan. We'll have you sta- stood on that while it rotates around. You're stood there wearing tight pink swimming trunks and a bow tie, one of them ones that light up and spin around. Woo! And it'll the the podium will slowly rotate with you on it while you're stood there, legs together, one arm flat at your side, the other one up, very meekly waving. And we've got studio lights on you that are hot, so that everyone can see all the rivulet of sweat off your body. And then it says at the end, Jonathan's hot man gym. Come try it with us. The gym, it's a workout center? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, to be honest, I thought we could get away with just putting that advert up and then putting a, your cell phone number up with it and an address that 
shares the same address as the house that you live in with your family. Oh, that's Jonathan's? Well, it is, is it not? I mean... <laughs> sort of. I don't... I don't I, 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 I don't think I'm head of household. I think it's, um, I'm just living there. That's true. That's true. Now that it's been, um, that's being remodeled, renovated into a gym, uh, I have taken charge of the domicile. So that's why there's that sign out front. Uh, you'll notice it when you get home. It says under new management. Yeah. Uh, we are new management, Conrad and I. Uh, we are building your house to be Boston's best gym for fitness, workout, Cardio, lifting, pecs. We never, we never synced up. We just jumped. You just jumped into it. It's true. You're just so passionate. Thank you for that. I did get overexcited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just casually uh, friendship talking about this fake Skeksis with Rue McClanahan, and you were like, "Here we go." Just no, I decided. Yeah, that's the start. <laughs> okay, three, two, one. Sink. Oh, I clap. Fucking hell. I can't keep my podcast straight. <laughs> I just did what you told me to. It's tough. If I clap, I might, like, knock over the table that's got the microphone on it. It would be a whole disaster. I hold my... I'm like a little boy who doesn't know how to keep his hands to himself when I do this podcast. I clasp them tight under the table the whole time in order to keep from bumping and grinding and whatnot. Trying to keep it clean. Okay. So, Jonathan. Yes. You've given us a lot to unpack with that sentiment. You've given us a lot to unpack with that sentiment indeed. So, scrap the gym idea. What? You just got started. I was trying to think of a way that it wouldn't end in... Fidgety Johnny's bump and grind hands (laughs) is a much better format. So, we uh, go back to the commercial... We've still got you in the tight pink trunks with some yellow piping, I think, along the sides of it, right? Like, along the edges of it. Um, Still got your bow tie. We've added one of those little hats with the helicopter blades. Oh, this comes up uh, surprisingly often. People say, why don't you wear a beanie with a little helicopter blade? Well, yeah, because they they (laughs) intrinsically know that that's the look you should be... Putting out into the world, like I'm 42 years old, not years young. You know, it's not that's a boyish look. That's a look of yes, exactly. It's that contrast. It's that juxtaposition that makes it so interesting that people will be drawn to you, and everyone seems to know it subconsciously. That's why they keep telling you. You said yourself, you're a fidgety boy with your bump and grind hands. I I spat water everywhere when you said what you said because. No one should ever be told more than once in their life that they should wear a hat with the helicopter. I'm told all they the shouldn't time. wear the beanie all the time. Yeah. <laughs> they won't let it go. You've got the most beanie helicopter hatable head in the world. That's amazing. I, I always I just assumed it happened to everybody. But... Not once has anyone suggested. Really? I, I've never been told that. And I'm a fat roly-poly man. It would probably look funny on me, but no one's thought to suggest it. Yeah, it's, you know, a few times a day. Just uh, someone stops by <laughs> my area. It's like, hey, got an idea for you. I mean, haven't you ever worn one of the uh, propeller beanies? Uh, green and white stripes? Uh, like, green and white? What? No, no. 
All right, just saying. Then they leave. Okay. Well, we are going to get you a very little one that will just sit on the top of your head, uh, and and then you would still rotate on the on the podium, waving your hand meekly, trying to smile, but it is sweltering. That's not. Is that uh, a we've workout? We've turned those lights up so hard. This is like a special sauna. I, that's a word for it. Special sauna. Yeah. 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 The way the way they would have to set it up is that they'd have stage lights in a full three hundred and sixty degree. Right, so that like the entire arena is so completely bathed with light that the only thing the camera is actually able to distinguish by contrast is your glistening form. Whoa! Yeah, yeah. They w- we need to shoot the commercial fairly quickly because you would get evenly, though admittedly deliciously cooked under those lights. I want them. I want them as hot as lights can get without breaking health and safety laws, then I want it cranked up a little bit more from there, just to keep you toasty. Well, <laughs> your your focus is so on the heat of the lights. It, it, it <laughs> seems like you barely care about how well lit I am or if I'm even lit. It sounds like you just want a bunch of heaters in there. Well, no, you got to have a lot of light, too. That's important because otherwise, how will people be able to see how much you're sweating? Okay. <laughs> Yeah, you see? You see? Every, all of this has been thought about. <laughs> and I've not... I've, I've not just put lights up as an excuse to cook you because I don't want to put heaters around you. Don't be silly. I've got heaters there as well. Just to make sure that you glisten as much as someone who is famous should glisten and that's more than the average person should glisten because you need attention drawn to you so when people walk past their television sets and see you there with yellow text flashing up saying jonathan try it with me then they'll stop and think good god he's sweaty (laughs) yeah like i mean I think we what we could do just to take it, you know, a, a step further is the platform that he's standing on, that little dais. Uh, what what we could do is have it vented, and just put like a bunch of boilers underneath it. Oh wow! Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be real. Yeah, hot. so that you know, it's it the and then the, then that heat will rise past him, oh, uh, and and really just evenly Ugh. coat him in 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 an envelope of warmth. I really hate, I really hate the heat. Like I'm okay in the cold, but I am already getting uncomfortable. in, in um, April, in Massachusetts, getting a little too warm for me. So, this is torture to think about for me. I feel tortured. Well, no pain, no gain, right? I mean, ultimately, at the end of the day, this is a case of no pain and no gain. There's no gain. <laughs> How is there no gain? I'm getting you on TV. I've what? bought is... commercial space. Like local commercial television. You know, like when you watch TV and someone's like, come to my furniture store. I got chairs for you at prices you can pay. Sure. It's I've one of them, this. except it's you rotating on a on a seal beach ball podium, getting nice and sweaty with Jonathan. Try it with me. I've, I don't care about the gym bit. Uh, with your telephone number and your address. So people could go to your house where they'll find you. Naked, except for your little pink trunks and your your ta- uh, your bow tie and your helicopter beanie, where you'll look at them, put your leg out in front of them, hands on your hips, and say, "Strike a pose." 
and then they'll pose with you. <laughs> that's that's what I'm selling. That's what they're trying it with you with it with you. Strike to strike a pose. Try it with him. Go go there, and then if they impress you, you will get them to put out their hands. You say, "Put out your hand, young one," and they'll put out their hands, and then you will give them a shiny, sparkly jewel. And you place that in the palm of their hand, and then you close the palm of their hands and start like tapping the the closed fist you've made around it, like an old person bequeathing something on their dead bed that's precious. And you hold their hand and put it up to your face and go, "Take this now, and go." <laughs> and then you kiss the back of their hand and blow as if you're blowing away dust. <sighs> With the beanie on. Oh yeah, obviously. <laughs> With the beanie on. <laughs> So they're looking, they're making eye contact with me as a little propeller beanie is spinning as I'm acting like a wizard, <laughs> granting them some form of mysterious magic that... Well, that's the twist. <laughs> the, the twist is they think they're going to just like try it with the sweatiest boy in Boston. Try it. Which is what we'll, we'll be taking out heads in the Boston Herald with your phone number and address that says, try it with Boston's sweatiest boy. But what they get instead of. Because uh, whenever you leave out details, people assume it's either insulting or sexual or both. So you're yeah. going to be assuming both. Probably. Well, of course they are. If they know it's you, then they know. Like one of the things you are famous for is that you are insultingly sexual. <laughs> That's not. That is not true. Um, well, it's what the ad also says. <laughs> Try it with Boston's sweatiest boy. He's insultingly sexual, and then under the phone number it says ass play. $10. Whoa, that is very little. <laughs> that is incredible. That's a bargain for those in the market for that. But it's very, it's selling, I don't want to, $10? That is really not much. Well, see, okay, there's two, there's two approaches to business. There's two philosophies, right? You can either make a lot of money on high margins or you can make a lot of money on volume. Yeah. And oh. we're, this is a volume play. What? My, uh, it's my body. Like, you're complaining. You're complaining. You don't even know what I mean when I've put ass play in this ad. That's true. I'm guessing it means, like, tickling and rubbing on it and stuff. No. Good. What are you going to do? Yeah. It's they pay their $10. You then lie on the floor, on your back, but then you scoot your ass up so it's in the air, and then I'm going to lay down... A copy of Screwball Scramble that we'll play together. $10 to play Screwball Scramble off Jonathan's ass. His oh. sweaty round ass. That's the best ass play in town, my friend. Uh, yeah, you're, it's interesting. Normally you come up with ideas that will um, make me feel dejected and disappointed and ruined. But instead you're ruining me and the customer this time. <laughs> because... This is a real, I'm not calling it false advertising, but it's deceptive, you know? It's a trick. You're pulling a little prank, seems. How? <laughs> then, then the incredulous response. I can, put whatever, <laughs> I can put whatever I want in an ad. I, I, ass play $10 could mean anything, Jonathan. 
in this circumstance, it very clearly means playing puzzles on your ass. Yeah. Clearly. Right. So other people are playing the game. I'm just down there. What better place than the most puzzling ass in Boston? <laughs> that That's hard for me to... I've gotten weird comments about my ass before, you know. My butt. Ass yeah, what kind? Um, tell us about your tell us about your top ass comments, please. <laughs> I didn't mean it. It's not that important. I wouldn't uh, put a top. Well, it, it is now because I've just made it the subject of the next conversation. That's true. Somehow this has happened. Um, I was dating a woman, and she never talked about my my rear end, my rear. But she had a friend who was drunk. Dating like a long-haired guy who only played Final Fantasy One over and over again. He had put like five hundred hours into Final Fantasy One. Casual. <laughs> so she was dating him, and she was like, "I can't believe your butt. How does it do that? It's like magic." I'm like, "It's not. It's not that great." She's like, "I've never seen anything like it. I just want to see it." I just want to think about it. I just want to be weird with it. I want to be near it. I want to be, I just want to be clear with you that it's not sexual. It's just like, just like really interesting. It's like dynamic, just like going on about it. And my butt, um, it looks kind of big, but it's actually not. It's a little bony. If I sit on you, it might hurt a little because there's bones. It's like a sort of TARDIS. (laughs) Except it looks bigger on the outside that it is on the inside. Yeah, yeah. It looks on my frame. It it, it protrudes protrudes a little. But if I sit on you, you might feel a little harmed. It's not pillowy. It's not soft necessarily. That's my top comment on about that. Oh. <laughs> you're, <What>? you're, <laughs> I've said so many things to you where you were like completely disinterested. I've said, like, oh, you know, my top video game of the year. Oh, you won't believe what happened to me this. And just, you know, Jonathan, right over it. But this time I got a, ah, about about my butt being a little bit less pillowy than, than you might expect. Well, you don't often talk about things that I want to hear. But in That's this true. situation, you've you've talked about... You've given us your top ass comment. I mean, if you'd have done that from the start, you'd mm. have had me on the edge of my seat. This is a good 20, 21 years ago, like half yeah. a lifetime ago that this happened too. So who knows what she'd say now? can't even remember her name. We've, we got to find her. <laughs> I don't know. I'll, I'll get her on the show next week. I'll, I'll, I'll get her on the show next week and get her to uh, give us an, up, an update. An update on your ass. Um, we'll invite her to go around and poke at it with sticks. She'd be hard to find. All I know is that she is Asian, and her boyfriend, who I think, sorry to get him in trouble, I think his name was Max, and he had yeah. long hair like Rob Zombie, and he was laughing and smiling all the time, and he put hundreds of hours into Final Fantasy One. Okay, so Max, obviously you're listening to this show. Yeah, he might be. You got your ex girlfriend's number lying around? Yeah, they didn't date for long. She she dropped him. Okay. Pretty fast, I think. Yeah. You, I'm I'm working out a poster. <laughs> You're all hard at work already. Yeah. I'm writing a poster that I'm gonna put up like people would for a missing pet. That's just lost. I've put lost. Uh, 
are you an Asian lady who was here like around 21 years ago? That's it. Were you an Asian lady 21 years ago? I mean, this would well, this would have been around the height of of Jonathan's fame, wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it, I think this might have been after. It, it was either right before, or right after. Uh, I was on on road rules. Well, then I'm sure they'd remember you in that ass. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm fairly. I heard uh, Chris Evans is coming to uh, the town I live in actually to film a new pilot or uh, some sort of series and i actually uh jumped on his trampoline when he was 14 or 15 so chris evans yeah chris evans the captain america you jumped on yeah. my see all of these celebrity juice stories they're great like just keep doing what you've been doing and like feed us one an episode because we've already talked about that guy from aerosmith and his dirty ba- dirty yeah. babies <laughs> hamilton uh tom hamilton yeah when um so Chris Evans is from uh, a town across from the town where I went to high school, and I'm, yeah. he's a little younger than me. My good friend Chris, who I was just hanging out with last night, we're making a. Sitcom. That's not Chris Evans, though. No, Chris's girlfriend. Your good friend Chris Christie. <laughs> My friend Chris, his girlfriend Kayla, was best friends with Chris Evans's older sister. I think her name was Sarah, but I can't remember. So because Kayla was friends with Sarah, she invited Chris and all his friends, including me, over to the Evans residence okay. to jump on their big trampoline. They were they were doing well. Are you listening to this, TMZ? Are you listening to this, The Soup? It's time to spill. It's true. This hot goss. Tell us, how bouncy was that trampoline? It was incredibly bouncy. My friend Simon, yeah. um, who was uh, he's a young man from Korea with blonde dreadlocks, jumping around with Chris Evans... I just picture it. And Chris Evans at 14, as I recall. I mean, I'm imagining the Chris Evans from the Avengers dressed up exactly like Captain America, even with the beards <laughs> like he's got in the late ones, no. except he's, like, shorter. <laughs> Surrounded by kids his size. I'm kind of imagining him as having the physique of, like, the pre-Captain America Steve Rogers. No, that's exactly what he looked like. Like, he didn't... Oh, yeah. <laughs> He didn't look, um, he was like uh, less gaunt, the the pre-Captain America Steve Rogers in the first Captain America movie. The cheekbones are a little sunken, you know, the face is elongated. Yeah. He, he had like a, you know, 14-year-old's softness face. Uh, real nice, like a polo, polo t-shirt, pink polo t-shirt with a uh, collar popped. Didn't know what he was doing. Not a cool kid. Made fun of for being like a drama drama lover um kind of shy kind of anxious real nice though but, but to us he was just like little chris evans and uh we were worried we were going to crush him because we were so much bigger than him and i think simon actually did like jump on the trampoline really high and land down hard on chris evans and he went inside and it's like i'm done that's the way i remember it so this was she's 25 26 years ago trampolines and violence the chris evans story it writes itself <laughs> come on Ah, the New York Times entertainment section. Ah! But but because I was on Road Rules shortly after that, everyone in the area was like, local boy made good, MTV's Road Rules featuring, you know, so he knew about it. So he might yeah. actually remember me. He, I'm going to say like 10% chance he remembers me. Okay, right. 
Now that's a fucking headline. That is ten percent chance. Boston Boston's favorite son is back with with a hot exclusive. We can share right now. And again, get your pens at the ready. Fame reporters, all right? Don't keep up with the Kardashians. Keep up with this cutting-edge shit. Jonathan Off-Road Rolls at one point was more famous than Chris Evans, and Chris Evans knew it. I can't believe I'm not contradicting you, but that is that is accurate. That's it's a long time ago. That is screen accurate. <laughs> it's not news, exactly. I mean, a lot of people were more famous than Chris Evans. How is it not news? How is it not news? Chris Evans knew you were more famous than him. Who else can say that? He was like 16. About Chris Evans. Uh, I mean, everyone... Even better, because no one can claim it now, because he's not 16 anymore. If anyone's more famous than him now, they can't prove it, because he's <laughs> not 16. Right. Because he is one of the most famous people. He's probably the most famous because those Avengers movies, they're, they're big. They're very They've been popular. seen by, by at least a couple people. Yeah, bill, billion, one billion or something. So, yeah, him and Robert Downey Jr., they're the two most famous guys in the world, I bet, in some ways. Yeah. Yeah. So why the fuck aren't you? How is it? And here's a crime. How is it? That Chris Evans gets to be in the Avengers, but the man who shared his trampoline gets fuck all. <laughs> we could paint you purple, make you Thanos. It was his trampoline. I he shared it with me. I'm very flattered that he uh, had a scooter. Yeah. He's very. Hey, nice Jonathan. Yeah. Do you know when I said a few seconds ago that we could paint you purple and call you Thanos? Yeah, seconds ago. I tried to glaze over it. You probably... Yeah. Yeah, I tried to move Well, on. you know, the amount of times I've tried to glaze over you and you've not allowed it, so... <laughs> all right. You've always said, no, thank you, I'm not in the mood for that, and I've respected that and said, all right, I will glaze the windows. <laughs> Give it a... I often stay around Jonathan's for Christmas, and if I won't glaze him, I'll, gl- I'll glaze the windows, give it a nice snowy atmosphere, you know. Because it's me or the windows. That's your, <laughs> that's your top two. They're my top two favorite places to glaze. Yeah, it's a festive adornment, though. Yeah, he turns it around. Oh, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't ever offer to glaze someone in spring. Jesus. <laughs> Middle of March. Oh, let me glaze you. Mm. You fucking monster. I mean, come on. What are they, an Easter ham? That's just not appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. But I'll I'll say what I say each and every time. Every year I come earlier and earlier, so. Ha! (laughs) (laughs) So, Jonathan, how much purple paint you got in your ass? What? In my ass? In your house. Oh, phew. Scared me. But now I want to know how much purple paint. (laughs) Can we fit in your app? Yeah, it's interesting that you went there first. I know. Yeah, you went to us play first. $10. I, it's just been, you know, drilled in there. Uh, suggestion. <laughs> oh, you. Yeah, no purple paint. I have some purple markers. Um, permanent markers. That'll do. That'll do. <laughs> yeah. You know how, you know how um, Thanos has that wrinkly chin? Yeah. That big wrinkly chin mm-hmm. that they superimposed over the face of Josh Broling. Yes. Right? 
What I'm going to do is I'll take that permanent marker. I'll uh, pull my little pantaloons off. I'll just pop them off. You don't have to see anything. I don't. I'm saving it until we are betrothed. Um, I'll pop my little like I'll, I'll take my little knickers off as well. Uh, stretch out my scrotum. Rub the purple marker pen all up and down it, all up and down, 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 and uh, slap that on your chin. Should take one or two or three or four. Should take about half a dozen. Should take two dozen strokes. And then you'll have that nice wrinkly chin. Because they do call him, like, nutsack mouth in the Avengers The Infinity War. They do, don't they? Don't they say They do. Yeah, Chris Pratt says, fuck off, nutsack mouth. (laughs) Or I'll make you fuck a stick of my shit. It's PG thirteen that movie, I think. So I, I... yeah, they used up all of the swears on the, that they're allowed on that one scene when he goes "fuck off, nutsack mouth." They're coming back, the Guardians of the Galaxy three, created James Gunn. Yeah, Pretty they're exciting. gonna guard your galaxy. What? That's the, huh? <laughs> that's not the plot of the, that movie. Yeah, James Gunn doesn't know about me. Uh, I, Chris Evans may have told him. James Gunn knows about me. Oh yeah, he does, doesn't he? Yeah. Because of Lollipop Chainsaw. Because of he he wrote and produced, I think produced, um, but certainly wrote or maybe directed. <laughs> he did something and made a video game called The Lollipop Chainsaw, which right. I wrote about. Uh, and he liked what I wrote about it. And then I did an interview with him. It's, uh, it's fairly pleasant. Yeah, I've heard good things. Fairly pleasant chap. Our yeah. old uh, colleague Max Scoville, I think, interviewed him too. Did he? So, you know, if he digs deep in... And finds that Max and you and I were all at a podcast once. He may, he may be a secret monster fan of all the oh, works lo- of Jim Sterling. He, he may probably be. loves me. He's probably in romantic love with me, with feelings and everything. Stranger things have happened. Certainly, I should go ask him sometime. I should just like send him a an email or a letter, a handwritten letter on parchment. Just uh, do you have? Are you in romantic love with me? Uh, in parentheses, feelings, emotions, and shit from Jim. <laughs> no last name. He knows. No, from Jim. P.S. Jonathan Off Road Rules. Ask play ten dollars. <laughs> Just if he's interested, and you know we we need to look at mon- money making opportunities wherever we may roam. Yeah, you never pass up an opportunity to make a sale. Yeah. He's got a lot more than, I mean... Yeah, but, but no, you see, now, we don't want to play favorites just because he has wealth and power and all of that. It's $10 for everybody. <laughs> yeah. That's... Now, James Gunn might have a lot of money, mm. but that just means we'll be playing a lot of Scribble Scramble and maybe even Mousetrap. What's Mousetrap? The game? The game. Oh. With a little you... plastic diver that dives in the thing. What did you think? I was worried. Did you think we were going to feed mice into your asshole? I thought you were going to do something like that. Yeah, not that exact. But I, I thought butthole and, and mouse would somehow come together. It's like a Richard Gere thing. It's old. Well, yeah, but it's 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 really more about putting the cheese up there. The, the mouse will find its own way. Though. I forgot about this. You're so expert in the um, the history of debauchery and scandal, Conrad. It's like an encyclopedia. For these things. That's why it's called the mousetrap, yeah. So anyway, once we've made your chin all purple, we'll dress you up like Thanos, the Mad Titan from Marvel's The Thanos. How about that, huh? Uh, 
He wore okay stuff. He wore gold yep. armor, I think. We're going to scribble all over your body with purple markers. Okay? We don't need to do the chin. I got that covered. We'll scribble all over you in purple markers so that you look exactly as purple as Josh Brolin in Marvel's The Thanos. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we will put a mesh tank top on you. Uh, a nice a nice blue one. It's not... It's not what he wears. Gold, gold hot pants. <laughs> wear. Rubber garden boots, and then for for the in, for the infinite hand, right? We'll get a yellow marigold glove for doing dishes. Uh, and what I've done is I've gotten a couple of bags of Skittles, the sweet, and I've melted them a little bit under those hot lights that we use to make you feel hot in the middle of the night, Jonathan. Uh, and I've sort of m- melted them together and then duct taped them around the glove. So you have got the Infinity Stones and the Infinite Glove. Huh? Uh, I mean... The Infinity Marigold. The Skittles Marigold. When you click your fingers, right... I don't know. Come up with something. <laughs> Me? Uh, yeah. You know, everyone cheers up a little bit. It's, uh, it's a way of bringing some levity to this heavy, heavy life we're all saddled with. Things are, things are tough. Well, I, I, th- I think that's a waste, of a, a waste of a use of infinite power that comes from this marigold with, oh. with Skittles duct taped to it. Because it, I'll tell you why it's a waste. Because the moment we parade you out there, okay... And I'm there as, as your herald. I'm like, all of you, all of you are blessed today to see Thanos, Lord of Boston, has come to lead you into a glorious new age for the universe. I think by the time you roll out with your rubber gardening boots and your gold hot pants and your mesh tank top and your nutsack chin and your purple marker pen everyone will already have cheered up a little bit you don't need to wish them to cheer up more because they'd seen you and go you know what that's that does put a smile on my face <laughs> i don't think i don't think so i i uh you know we we haven't we've been to pax together pax yeah, west yeah, 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 yeah. we yeah, haven't yeah. done a ton of stuff where we just get to sit and, and watch the world go by together though no uh, no we did a little bit of pax and we were like oh look it's a sexy predator cosplayer and oh look i think that's spider-man but when someone dresses up uh in in rubber boots and it's covered in marker that's not even so it just looks looks like someone attacked them and scratched them with some sort of... I mean, no, knowing your complaints, that won't be too far off, will it? You'll be like, oh, no, don't put permanent marker on me. Don't, don't. Yeah, I definitely would put up a struggle. I hate I hate that. Uh, oh, why have you stopped using permanent marker? Don't you spray paint. That will <laughs> block up my pores oh, and my skin yeah. won't breathe. I mean, the marker won't kill me, but it'll probably make me sick. There's a lot of toxins, so... You are always complaining. About- How do you think they got Josh Brolin purple? I think that's... In Marvel's The Thanos Movie Adventure. I think huh? that's a, a modern animation technique. I think that's computer graphics, they call that. No, it looked exactly like Josh Brolin, not Tom and fucking Jerry. <laughs> they clearly spray-painted him up purple and slapped their nutsacks on his chin, one by one. But where I was going with this is we've never seen anything as horrid 
in appearance as the things you described that I would do. We've never sat and watched as they like bring out the the gimp or whatever. So if the, if we were to see this, wouldn't you be like, oh no? <laughs> I'd be like, uh, oh yes, it's th- <laughs> it's Thanos. You would immediately recognize it as Thanos and <laughs> and say like, "Whoa, this is he's here!" You'd be excited, especially if his herald is out there going, "Everybody, look at Thanos!" I think you would be genuinely afraid. Cometh near him and receive his blessing, and then you go near people, and then you just loosen the fingers of the glove a bit so that all the fingers wobble out, and then you just put that in people's faces and go. <laughs> And then I'll say he'll do that to half of you here. Yeah, I know. I, I, I see where Jonathan is coming from, in a way. Like in real life, I feel like Jim would be afraid. Yeah, if we were all seated together and we were witnessing this display, I, I feel like I would probably be disappointed and a, a little upset. Because really? we tried to get you to do this, and here <laughs> is this person. Just stealing your spotlight, taking your thunder right from you. I don't know. Conrad, we, we went to PAX together, too, a couple of times. And I think if you get – you have a great real-life trouble detector. When you're like, uh-oh, this person's trouble, you, like, self-preserve, like, like the, amongst the best of them. You never get in trouble. You're constantly dodging bullets. Uh, you're like the, the Matrix. You're like the, uh, the Neo Terminator. Well, you're great. That's why Conrad's going to be the hero of this situation. Oh, okay. Right. You know that meme? Yes. There's that meme that's been going around uh, about uh, Ant-Man and Thanos. How Ant-Man oh. would beat Thanos. Uh-huh. And they're like, this is how Marvel's Endgame ends game. Mm. Is Paul Rudd playing the Ant-Man, shrinks himself to the size of Ant, Whizzes up Thanos' bumhole and then expands, making him blow up. All right. Well, you know what? I'm we we as a collective are sick of that idea, and we're going to prove that it don't work. And that's why you're out. And I'll go that Thanos, pride as he is, having blubbed in your faces, half of you, will prove that Paul Rudd can't go up his ass and make it blow up. And then you'll look at everyone and say, behold, my ass. And then you'll turn around, bend over, pull the uh, gold hot pants off, showing everyone your rump, pull your cheeks apart. And what we've done beforehand is we have shoveled a colony of ants up your a-hole. And everyone can see them, like, like crawling out of your hole. Ugh. And then you say, ha, 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 they didn't stop me. What? No ants up my ass can stop me. I'm laughing? So they've been up there the whole time? (laughs) That would be so terrifying and uncomfortable and truly disturbing. Like, that is a deep trauma to have insects, (laughs) the the coldest of life forms, the, 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 the least emotional, caring, empathetic, you know, true... True hell on earth, the ant. The the ant is <laughs> is the the natural demon of our planet. It will kill you with no remorse. Cold insect eyes, all of them, like uh, in the periphery of being in my body and also coming out of my body. And I'm supposed to, I just I laugh about it. 
Sounds I, very ideally. Difficult. <laughs> yeah. I, ideally, you laugh as you pull your cheeks apart. Oh, and say, no, no ants can stop my ass. <laughs> I, and that's that's when a brave voice from the crowd says, "This ant can stop your ass. He's weak. Let's get him." And then Conrad jumps out the crowd, dressed up like Ant Man. Okay. And then while you're bent over and at your most vulnerable... With ants coming out of... <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, puts you across his knee and just spanks your ass for being a naughty galactic boy. So he doesn't go in there. Because it's Conrad. He no, doesn't no, actually no. have ant powers. He's just got... That's how, that's how Marvel's Infinity Endgame ends. Is... Paul Rudd starts this rumour, this meme, this joke, that he's going to fly up Thanos' ass and make him blow up. And then Thanos thinks, hmm, I will put half the ants in this colony up my ass to prove that ants in my ass can't stop me. And then when he's fighting the Avengers at the end of the film, he goes, ha, 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 you're all waiting for Paul Rudd to jump up my ass. Well, I've got news for you, folks. And then he bends over, turns around, pulls down his pants, and all these ants are crawling Ugh. all around his ass Ugh. and coming in and out, like putting those little bits of leaves that they've cut. They're carrying them in and out of his ass to feed the queen. And he's like, ha, 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 look at these ants. They're leaf cutter ants. They're feeding the queen deep up my bum. And then Paul Rudd says, right, now's the time to get him. Runs up to him, bends him over his knee, spank, bang, 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 bang. Stop being a naughty galactic boy, you dirty purple bastard. And he's getting in. Bring back Spider-Man. There's ants on his, uh. Hand oh, now. they're going everywhere. Like Thanos is over his knee, just going, oh, 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 I won't let it happen again. So what we're basically suggesting is that, you know, we mount a stunt spectacular type show for, you know, children. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Johnny does the MCU and then we'll do an entire rolling stage play. On a float, driving around Boston with with Jonathan dressed up as different characters, running out. Just take it on tour all throughout the Boston area. Yeah, that's a tour. I mean, that's a that's a immediate arrest. That's just a no. immediate sh- gunshot. They're, 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 they're not horsing around here in Boston when it comes to. I've, I've said this before. I hate to sound like a broken. Record. We're horsing around. When you come out on stage dressed as that legendary Marvel hero, Horse One. I'm Horse One. I'm the one that's a horse. It's just me doing that. Yeah, I'm going to kick you from behind if you are crime. That's what we should do. We need to pitch you as an original Marvel Cinematic Universe character. And the new hero, Horse One. The one that is a horse. A horse is strong. But they are not, I've seen, I think I saw a horse yesterday. So it's not super exactly. It's just a horse. They've got powerful legs for kicking. And they'll have the, you're going to have the proportional strength of a horse. All the strength. Imagine if a horse was a person. Mm -hmm. You know. It would be weaker. (laughs) No. Because it's a small horse. No, look, right? Everyone knows if you get the proportional strength of an animal, you get stronger. 
Spider-Man. None of it's an animal. It's proportional bigger, strength. Big, bigger than Bruntal fly. Proportional strength. Those are smaller animals than a person. Yeah. How, yeah. So when you go up from there with spider to a person, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Horse down. Like if I had the proportional strength of a whale, I would just be flopping around right. on the floor, you know, just <laughs> incapable of uh, supporting my own weight or going anywhere. Uh, right, right. I see what you mean. Yeah. So to make this believable, you're going to have to wear platform shoes with four foot platforms. Because <laughs> that's how tall. So then you're taller than a horse, and therefore the proportional strength will make you strong. Because you're now bigger than a horse. I would be at least as strong as a horse, which is stronger than me. Yes, that's true. That's a slight upgrade. But I'm very unwieldy four foot platforms. Um, They'll make the, the kicking better. When you kick behind yourself to kick at crime. I could be just be Stilt Man. That's a Daredevil villain, one of my old favorites. He's just got very good stilts. That's oh, well, power. that's going to work, isn't it? Here, Marvel, we've got an original character for you. We've basically <laughs> stolen your stereo and we're selling it back. Yeah, that's true. But but that's the direction it's going in. They're, they would um, They would see that this is just Stilt Man with a new name. And maybe not go for it. So maybe we just gotta not, drop the whole thing. Not if you're eating some carrots. Jonathan, why don't you run a pizza parlor? Ah, uh, where do I begin? If we're if we're being honest with ourselves, <laughs> you you give me you give me just one good reason why you're not running a pizza parlor called Chef Chef Johnny's Pizza Palace. Yeah, Chef Johnny's Pizza Palace. Uh, I mean, there, there's places near where i live where you can see four pizza places from from one vantage point you can there's so right, many right, pizza right. places there's really no need for another one so basically you're saying they're very popular let's get in on that market while it's still hot okay so tell you what we're gonna call it to get some real attention uh, and a little bit of recognition all right because what what are we gonna have that, that those other competing chains don't name power because we've all seen it when we go to the grocery store. We've all seen those tombstone pizzas in the freezer. So imagine if a shop was set up, Jonathan's tombstone pizza. Ah. Well, that's a lot of ahs at the end. But, you know, that, that's, that's where things are going. It's kind of internet humor, misspelling humor. That's very funny. But you'd, you'd like to run a pizza shop called Tombstone Pizza, wouldn't you? It's a, it's a great brand. If Tombstone wouldn't mind me using their brand. Well, here's the thing. Here's how I think I've gotten around this. Because Tombstone Pizza have the trademark to that name for the sale of pizza. Yes. What they don't have is the right to use Tombstone Pizza for a pizza shop that is also a funeral parlor. Mm, synergy. We actually have the guts, the courage, the nerve to finally, finally put the tombstone in Tombstone Pizza. Combine fast, casual dining with the last rites. We bury your dead or you get free garlic bread. <laughs> These are a lot of puns this week or, or plays on words. I tell you what, though. I tell you what, though. Here's the twist. Yeah. What we do is we bury the pizzas and we deliver the bodies. So people have to dig up dirty pizzas, but 
But they get they get hot fresh corpses straight to the top. Oof. Well, that's all part of the like experience culture that we're in. People don't just want to buy a pizza and have it delivered to their home, right? Uh, they want to, you know, have a little fun surrounding it and make it memorable and digging around in the soft earth of a freshly dug and filled grave. To find your pizza is, I think, the experience that the, the millennials are really going to go for. Do you, do you guys have Dick's Last Resort near where you are? Have you heard of that? Or is that just a Boston thing? I don't know. <sighs> I'm familiar with Dick's Last Resort because it is trash all over this country. So it's 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 not just a one-off around here it, where no, they're mean they're, to you. Like the, the because it, yeah. like you're saying, it's an experience. So you go and the waiter is like, hey, ugly want some bread and you're like yes and then they're like ugh you would want bread you idiot and then they give it to you so people do like to have a bad time sometimes is where I'm going with this a bad time what's a bad time about digging up a pizza Jonathan do you want to know what my dick's last resort is yes I, yes I do fistful of sliced turkey <laughs> <laughs> No, hang on, uh, is that deli sliced or packaged? Depends how kinky I'm feeling. <laughs> wow, we're we're. Uh, I have to go to the movies tonight, so we're running, running out of time already. Yeah, well, you were the one who were late. That's true. I was late. You were the one who were late. We started early, but you decided to lay back, pouring milk on yourself, and and getting a lady to dangle grapes over your mouth so you could go. Mm. That's not true, right? <laughs> I'm. I'm the most decadent boy in Boston. <laughs> no. I drink fine champagne and honey-glazed ham. It was my Gmail suite. Was uh, was buggy. I had to reboot it. That's why I was late. I'm sorry. I should have prepared my Gmail suite. It's true. It's my responsibility. Jonathan, we need to get you sponsored. <laughs> That's why you're not famous. What? All the best famous people have sponsorships like Colin Kaepernick and Nike Nike. All right? They're two great brands that go great together, except for child labor. That's Nike. That's Nike. That's not Colin Kaepernick up to that. No, no. He doesn't uh, force anyone to do stuff. He tries to get things to be better, though. Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. Yeah. Is that Michael Vick? It's like Michael Vick who did things with the kids, dressed them up like dogs and made them knife fight. (laughs) Forgot about. I think so many scandals. How do we even keep up? Conrad somehow remembers them all too. But I. Not I, only are we going to keep up, we're going to have to try and top them once you get famous. Oh, really? Well, yeah. Yeah, like you, you're going to need to be found face down in a couple hotel rooms with a couple things in you at some point, but not right now. We, we're trying to get you sponsored. Yeah, let's not put the cart before the horse. Yeah. First off, I'll give you five bucks if you do a charity fun run. There's your first sponsor. Uh, I can do a charity fun run, yeah. As long as it's yeah, not too many yeah. miles. I could probably do five Maybe for, like, dead people or something. What? I know, like, people are like, oh, dead, and that's sad. So it's like, let's raise some money for them. Yeah, nobody nobody ever cares about the dead people, right? They're just there. Mm. Doesn't seem right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're they're hopefully in a better place. I we'll think. at least raise some money to get some sheets of newspaper to cover them up because they've just been left on people's doorsteps for some reason. Some van with a pizza on the painted on the side of it just keeps dropping them off. Anyway, I think we could get you sponsored by Del Monte. Uh, the fruit company. The fruit company. If we get all the little stickers that are off the on the sides of their fruits, right? 
We get all these little Del Monte stickers. I, I, I've got about 150 of them. That should be enough if we take all your clothes off, Jonathan, and then cover you in Del Monte stickers. And then we parade you around in the middle of Fenway Park yelling, you've seen the man from Del Monte. Now gaze upon the man who is Del Monte. And then you look at children running after them going, Del Monte, Del Monte. Ooh, Del Monte. Arms outstretched while the kids are like playing along going, ah, he's so scary. We're going to run. <laughs> no, playing along. Yeah, like you're, you're this, <laughs> you're this wacky character. Yeah. I mean, I could, I I could see this character developing into, uh, you know, maybe even a film franchise. You know, Jonathan Off Road Rules is Del Monte. Yeah, how about that? The man who is Del Monte, just as Val Kilmer was once the man who was the Batman. You will be the man who is Del Monte, covered in your Del Monte stickers, chasing kids to give them a pair. <laughs> That's my goal? Yeah. Del Monte, Del Monte. Ooh, Del Monte. And you've got, like, pears in your hands. And to make sure the kids get their fresh fruit as they run away, you start hurling the pears at them. Whoa. Conrad and I are behind you, like, with with sackloads of pears that you could just keep hurling at these kids and their parents to promote the idea of eating fresh fruit. Ah. I mean, that's another arrest. That's, uh, what am I doing? It's assault. I, I agree. The audience will be arrested by your magnificent performance <laughs> as the man who is Del Monte. Ooh, Del Monte, Del Monte. That's right, the man who is Del Monte. Give them more free fruit, for God's sake. Why are you all right? Come, this man is giving you, fr- the, the man who is Del Monte is giving you free fruit. Throw it harder, Jonathan. Fucking, fucking hurl it at him. Try and get them in the back of their head. They won't run if they've fallen flat on their fucking faces. They wouldn't. They couldn't um, accept it. Would they, could they, on a boat? <laughs> they can't, and they, they won't. They... Would they, could they, with your scrote? <laughs> the world isn't... This world of ours isn't the world you want it to be. You want us to be in a world where these kinds of things are okay. They're not. This gets you shut down right away. This gets you put in jail or the psychiatric hospital or on a watch list. This gets you put on... You don't know what you've done. (laughs) You do... (laughs) Me? Conrad, he don't know what he's done. He does not. I hate to break this to you, Jonathan. This is... This is going to hurt me to say it. And I I don't know how you're going to take it. But what you've done is you have stepped inside the Hurt Locker. <laughs> Again? In, been a- in poking holes all throughout this entire show, what you have done is you've gone to Hurt High School, found its biggest locker, opened that up, stepped inside and closed it where there's a... Uh, cut out of Pamela Anderson from a magazine telescope to the inside of the door, right? And then you've stayed in that locker because it's the Hurt Locker and you're in it. Uh, how so? You're not just walking into the Hurt Locker, Jonathan? Yeah? The door's closed. And that, and you the combination's been done and I don't know the, the combination to open that, that locker because... We can't get you out. It's the Hurt Locker and you're in it, Jonathan, because all throughout this episode you have been poking holes in everything we've done to try and make you famous and you have gone... No further in your career. 
if anything, you've gone backwards because no one can put you on the TV. No one can see how naked you are. No one can see how glistening you are. No one can see how famous you are when you've closed the door to the Hurt Locker after stepping inside the Hurt Locker that you have stepped in. You have all of these assets, and it's just... They need to be shared with the world, and I, I can't understand your resistance. Ah, like I'm saying, I'm not saying that the ideas are bad. I'm saying that... So you like the ideas? I'm not saying that I like the ideas. I'm neutral. So you want to do this? So you're with us on this? <laughs> it's more that the ideas are not fit for this world. They have no audience on this planet, Earth. Are they fit for the secret world of Alex Mack? <laughs> if not this world. <laughs> it, it's, it's possible. Uh, if you watch those old Disney Channel shows, they'll quickly, with like an 18-year-old guy and like a 20-year-old guy, one will just be like, I want to pound it. I want to put my sausage in it. And then the other guy will be like, ah, ha, ha. And they'll be like looking at a goat or something. And they just let it go. There's a, there's stuff in those Disney Channel shows where because they just assumed no parents are actually paying attention and that as long as they put a laugh track on it and have like likable, affable, all-American actors, they will just suddenly be like, Oh, it's inside me! It's eating me alive! Ah! And laugh track, and, you know, the electricity is tingling in each one of my pores, and now my penis is swelling! Ah! Laugh track, they let it go. Are our ideas suitable for Beekman's work? <laughs> I think Disney, I, I'm going back, Beekman's World uh, is cleaner than that. But the the Disney Channel, there, there's like a known sex criminal who made Disney Channel shows for like 15 years. Somebody could look it up. And he was constantly putting like torture and like bestiality stuff in his, in his uh, shows. But they were popular shows, right? Very popular, yeah. All right, well, we've got some ideas to get cracking on with for next week. <laughs> no, I don't want to... Dude, I'm just saying that there is a world. If you make these ideas strictly for the fictional world of that guy's imagination, where he made a show where two two guys in their early 20s will just walk up to a vending machine and be like, Oh, it's my new girlfriend! I'm going to get her pregnant! And start like just taking their stuff and putting it in there. They will like your ideas. That, that guy's fictional alternate universe. You know, if we go to an alternate Earth, because there's infinite Earths, the one where that one Disney Channel producer's shows are reality, that's where these will land. Right. I hear what you're saying, Jonathan. Uh, I've taken your suggestion, your input. So what I think we should do is simply follow you around everywhere you go. With a boombox playing a laugh track. Oh! After everything you say. <laughs> that without that does help for some reason. You can do really off-color, illogical, borderline like satanic feeling. Like there's a, a a dark magic surrounding the 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 vibe, so to speak. When when a man is just like, 
Can I see everything you've got? To like, uh, <laughs> it's just awful. Those shows are awful. There's a supercut of all the the terrible innuendo and and I don't think they say penis. I exaggerated, um, but they talk about their penis with euphemisms like my banana needs to be inside you, like sausage and banana and all that stuff. Uh, for you know, G-rated shows, uh, the the, yeah. the ratings. So on. Yeah, and tons of laugh track like Conrad. Not fucking on. No, no, no. It's way, way off it's base. On. You, you don't make shows for kids like that. When, when you, Jonathan, pull down your hot pants and show everyone the ants crawling around on your ass, mm. that'll be for all ages. We're not just going to make that for kids. <laughs> no, that should never. That should. That's never a happen. general audience. It's basically going to be whoever's in the middle of the street when we do it. Broad appeal. That's the best way to 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 get to a broader audience is to do it in the middle of the street without them knowing it's coming. Do you mean for it to be for this world though? Are you do you think about a different world where this is okay? Or do you really think it's this world where this can happen? Well, they say that society is truly perfect when a man makes Jonathan famous knowing that others will be around to enjoy him when you've been arrested. They do say that. You, you know, <laughs> we want you to be the change we want to see in this world, Jonathan. So you you want to innovate. We want you to make the world that we want so that we can have our ideas work in it. That's why, I mean, once you've punctured the taboo of ants in your ass, and we've had to make it purple just to get people to accept it a bit more, and then, then I think we're one step closer to solving global warming. <laughs> it's it's funny you would mention that. Apparently, there was a show called Turn On. Have you heard of this before? Where Tim Conway was the guest host. It sounds like a show you should be hosting. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about it for long, but one of the producers, I think it was one of the producers of Laugh In, which was a huge hit in the '60s. The uh, other network, NBC, was like, we want you to make uh, our laugh-in. And so he was like, fine, I'm making turn-on. I'm doing it. And it got cancelled after 11 minutes. (laughs) They only only let it stay on TV because immediately the calls to the network were like, you need to take this off. Uh, this is well. I know what I'm going to go look up as soon as we're you, done here. You got to look up Turn On for sure. I don't know if you can find it. Apparently, if you go to some sort of museum of television history in New York, you can watch it. But that's the only place it can be seen. You have to go to New York, Manhattan, I think. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's all sorts of stuff that happens in Turn On um, with Tim Conway. Anyway, uh, I'm going to cut it short on that. I, uh, I apologize for the tangent. And we can uh, do do other things if you want to hear what Twitter followers think I should do. If you're curious, yeah, I'm f- I'm feeling sleepy now, Jonathan. So we'll, we can listen to their ideas, and then I'm going to go to bed, and we can all wear like pointy nightcaps and go to bed together in the same big long bed with our bare feet poking out at the bedclothes at the bottom and our little toes wriggling in the night. It's, uh, I'd like that. It's not the worst idea you've had. That sounds cozy. Yeah, as long as yeah. we're asleep and we're not awake. Boston snuggle time. <laughs> people can people can watch us sleep on a webcam. Oh jeez. See our toes wobble in the night. That's when it gets a little little different. I never said you had to kiss me. Who said you had to kiss me? <laughs> I didn't say I didn't say that word. Well, I mean if it's your idea. I didn't say it at all. It's fine, you don't have to kiss me. Okay. 
According to the show notes, though, I have to kiss you, and I'm I'm not having another fight with management. Yep, no, and I, I, I appreciate that. I'm glad we've come to an understanding. Oh yeah, I I will in in the in the name of compromise, I will meet you halfway, and I will kiss Jonathan on his rump while he sleeps. You wouldn't even you wouldn't like it. It's not it's not what is actually good. I don't think. I don't know. I don't know anything anymore. Who knows? Well, who knows? Darren Nakamura, a uh, former colleague of, of yours, says, Jonathan Off-Road Rules gets pumped full of helium and turned into a blimp to coast around the greater Boston area, sell space on his tummy for ads. Which is similar, because you were talking about branding as well. You know, like-minded yeah. folks out yeah, here. It's, it's nice that Darren, you know, thought to, you know, hit all the angles there with the monetization. That's great. Yeah. Good old Darren. Saw all, the, saw all of the sides of this debate. Chuckles, who's at Poptimism 101, said, become a human NASCAR and tattoo brand logos all over your body. You see how you are just in touch with your audience? The, the like-mindedness is just through the roof. Yeah, but what he wants is to be in touch with you, Jonathan. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, ultimately, I want to touch you. Uh, okay. Gabe Wood says you should change your name to Johnny Bayou and declare yourself King of the Swamps. That's that's cute. That's like Bayou Billy. Pretty good. We give you a piece of driftwood to hold and shake at people as they go by on those boats with the big fans at the back. Yeah, no. There's a hundred ideas this time, I think. I can't get to the rest. Sorry, just a few. Just a little smattering. They really came in this week. You want someone wants to be a human kite, mm-hmm. octopus heavy industries, Leroy Octopus wants me to be. Really a kite. came in, huh? Yeah, <laughs> they came in, did they? Yeah, they. Huh? They no, not like that. Seaman did it. No, ejaculate was they? No, no. Isn't it weird they made a game called Seaman about uh, like a funny little spermy guy? They just thought it was fine. Yeah, I, I, I never sued a company for false advertising so quick. <laughs> and Letter Nimoy was in there, too. It was wild. Wow, someone wants me to get in touch with The Miz? I met The Miz once, because we were both on reality shows uh, by the same company, Muna Murray. Robbie Russell. I met The Miz once, too. Yeah, were you there when I met The Miz? No. No. You sure? Just... What the hell? How's everyone... Why is everyone else meeting the Miz? Why can't I meet Mike the Miz Mizzanine? I, I I was at some like wrestling game event that I was in no way the person that should have been sent to it. It was he was friendly. I had nothing to talk to him about though. Because he 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 didn't remember me from from Road Rules at all. But I told him like I was on one of those shows too, and I, I think he was like, "Are you lying? Like you? I don't think you." But he didn't say that. <laughs> he was like, you know, this is. This is the mistake you've made by not keeping your profile up all this time. That's it. Ideally, we want the Miz to look at you and say, fuck my eyeballs. It's Jonathan off road rules. I can't believe it. Hi. I don't know if you know me, but I am the Miz. <laughs> no, he he's not that kind of guy from what I've gathered. He, he asked me about my journey. He was like a beat poet or something. He was like... Very deep into the undercurrent, the emotional underbelly we all experienced on our journeys. And I didn't know what to say to that. I said, it's been good, you know, video game blogging and you've got a family now. And he's like, that's wonderful, dude. I really want you to keep up the good work. And then he just like got out of there. <laughs> the Miz. 
that that is such a celebrity thing to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is really he doesn't give a shit. No. No, he wanted out of there ASAP. It was, it was like... He's told 50 people that day to keep up the good, inspiring work. And ask how their journey was, for sure. Yeah. Uh, it was like if like he dated a girl that he hated. And I was like, dude, that's my girlfriend too. Let's talk about her. He was like, how was your journey? And just counting the seconds to get out of there. He had no interest in the, the bond we shared by both... Being screwed. Were you wearing your your backwards baseball cap that you wore in 1998 on Road Rules 5 Northern Trail? Uh, wow, I didn't know you knew about that. No, no, I was uh, free. I was had no hair. I was not in great shape. I was not like a stellar coming-of-age story Cinderella beauty princess. It was all worth it in the end because look how great I turned out. It was more like a shriveled defeat face. Mike the Miz Mizzanine still has his hair. Yes. Mike the Miz Mizzanine looks beautiful. He does. We are different in that way, he and I. He's looking good. I have aged. Someone should let him know that that your journey is now being Boston's favourite son. Someone should tell Mike the Miz Mizzanine that his best friend Jonathan off road rules. His colleague, essentially. Uh, peer. Uh, his close yeah. His closest collaborator, Jonathan off road rules, is his longest held friendship. I don't think he feels. I don't think he feels that way. If he found out that his I knew Chris soulmate. Evans, if he was like, "Oh, you jumped on Chris Evans's trampoline," do you still have his number? His then twin he might separated at birth. His bosom buddy. <laughs> Not me. He'd want to get to know Chris Evans, and Chris Evans would be like. uh... Sure, yeah, I'll hang out with him. He's friendly. I'm not really a viewer of reality TV, but if someone told me that there was a reality show in which Jonathan off Rules 5 Northern Trail, Mike the Miz Mizzanine and Chris Evans jump on a trampoline for an hour every episode while talking about the economy... I would watch the shit out of that. Hell yeah. It, can't, it, don't, it doesn't have to be the economy every week, but I'd, I want to know your ongoing thoughts about America's financial situation. I know Chris Evans has a lot of ideas about it. Mike the Miz mm-hmm. Mizzanine, is that how you say it? I didn't even know his last yeah. name. Yeah. Uh, I would like to see you, the Miz, and Chris Evans bouncing on a trampoline talking about how Brexit's going to affect the pound sterling. I think... <laughs> I don't know why I'm running with this. Uh, it, Chris Evans would be like... You should, you should be running with this. I, you should be jumping. And here, <laughs> uh, uh, okay, I, I am. Chris Evans would be like, it's really uh, incredibly bad what's happening. We need to make positive change. And Mike the Miz Mizzanine would be like, tell me about your journey, Chris. You know, you're doing a great job. Just keep up the great work. <laughs> And I'd be like, I don't know if he really means that, Chris. I, I, I think that we need to seriously weigh the pros and cons. Automatically shit stirring. <laughs> yeah, and then Chris Evans would be like, well, why, don't, why are you interrupting The Miz? He told me that uh, he wants to know more about my journey. And, and The Miz would be like, I want to hear about your journey, too. He'd try to keep it totally open but free of any sort of uh, content. There would be, like, yeah. it'd just totally vapid. And then they, they cut to those talking head segments. The interview. Yeah, like the interview, and Chris, Chris, he cuts to Chris Evans saying, man, I was stoked when Mike the Miz Mizzanine <laughs> told me to keep up with my journey, but I can't help thinking about what Jonathan said. Damn, does he mean it? And then it cuts back to you bouncing up and down, uh, talking about, you know, Vladimir Putin's potential meddling in the American election. Yeah, 
the Miz would tell us to keep up with our journey. He'd be like, you're doing amazing on this journey. And I'd be like, we haven't gone anywhere, Miz. We're just jumping on this trampoline, still talking about Putin. We have no... Cut to a talking head of the Miz, just... Jonathan's really riding my ass. <laughs> and then cuts back, and you you continue talking about whether or not we should return to the gold standard. It, it would have a certain circular calming effect. I think it would it would put people to sleep in a hypnotic sort of way. Like Harry Potter films. It's, it's just every episode goes on a particular loop that you just find very comforting. Yeah, I you guess so. You asleep to it. Yeah, I think you're, you might be onto something there. That's, that's the idea. That's the one. And I actually physically know those guys, so it's not the... It's not the least possible. It's the most possible thing we've come up with. Strangely enough, it is. Yeah. I, I actually, Chris Evans goes to the comic book store where I'm friends with the uh, the owners. I wouldn't say friends, but I gave them some comic books I drew about Batman. And they're going to show them to Chris Evans when he comes back. Not not joking. It's just so absurd. So that's one link in the chain. And once, once Chris is in... Now, did these people know... Your history with Chris? I don't know if they do, actually. I, I, I don't just go around yelling about it. Um, I, I don't think I brought it up to them. It's like, oh, Chris Evans shops here? Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I love Captain America. I wish America. you did go around yelling about it. Just, <laughs> I, I bounced on Chris Evans' trampoline. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's a little... It's a bit of a humble brag and sort of uh, an irritating name drop, I guess you could say, that I even did it on the show. I've probably been very irritating on the show this week, and I apologize. So you've been telling me that you bounced on Chris Evans' trampoline for 15 minutes straight, either buy a fucking book or get out of the Barnes & Noble. (laughs) And I just stand there saying, no, I really did. (laughs) I love it. You'll point to like a a kid's coloring book of the Avengers and say, him, him. I bounced on his trampoline. What, Captain America? No, the actor playing him. Mike the Miz Mizzenit. <laughs> I do confuse my name drop sometimes. It's just... Yeah. So anyway, I'll find out if Mike Mizzenit's interested um, in, in bouncing up and down on a trampoline with you and Chris Evans uh, to discuss geopolitical events. Sounds good. Sounds like a premise. Yeah, yeah. And, and, like, really badmouth each other in talking head interviews. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd really frustrate both of those guys. Yeah. You want that slimy drama? No, I'm just irritating. I just am a know-it-all <laughs> and, you know, don't don't uh, just roll with it. I challenge a little too much and, you know, just annoying. That's why you end up in the Hurt Locker. <laughs> I guess so. With such frequency. I mean, we've all been in it one or two times in our life, but you, it's getting to be a habit. It's like a weekly thing, yeah, at this point. I'm starting to think you like being in the Hurt Locker. Ah, no, I don't, but I don't know how to be different than this. It's just how I turned out. Well, Jonathan, do you feel any more famous? A little bit. I do feel like there's a... I like point. We probably boosted your self-esteem by reminding you about your many celebrity connections. You've got the you've got a, the hookup with Chris Evans. You have an in with Mike the Mizmizanine and Tom Hamilton. We could get the bass player ah. for Aerosmith. I met his manager Keith. Did I tell you this already? I can't remember. Yeah, I met Keith. Great guy. Uh, really wiry, really wild, physical, really touchy feely, uh, friendly guy. So I'm, I'm inches away. You've got all the connections. 
And I, I spoke to James Gunn six years ago, so... Yeah, let's get him involved. Let's, this is a true super group. This is the... James Gunn directs... Uh-huh. A, a, a Jim and Conrad joint production. Jonathan, Chris Evans, Mike the Miz Mizanine, and... Aerosmith does a soundtrack, yeah. Aerosmith doing the soundtrack with Keith producing. It's actually not impossible. We really... I would say there's like a 0.2% chance we could do that. That's... Good enough for me. It's 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 alarmingly high. Yeah, if we got Aerosmith and Chris Evans, who are weirdly the ones I'm closest to, then the Miz would have to join. How could he say no? I mean, quit your job, Jonathan, because this star is taking us all the way to Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, and Conrad, um, get in touch with Charlie. See if he can get us that sterilizing kit, so that when the show's done, no one knows right. where the ringworm came from. Absolutely, the most Possible thing we've ever done with with no medical mishaps planned. Planned. <laughs> you, you can't none planned. You can't get you can't get me, you can't get Conrad, you can't get Charlie, and you can't get Dr. Night Scream on any of it. Yeah. Uh it's just funny that it sounds like unlike the other times when you did plan the medical mishaps, this one you can't get caught because there's no evidence of a of a plan. Exactly. Yeah. All right, well, we'll see you next time. Let's talk about uh, something else. Look forward to it. See you next week. Yeah. Bye. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, bye. Let's all say bye. (laughs) Boston's Favorite Son was performed by Jim Sterling, Conrad Zimmerman, and Jonathan Off-Road Rules. Editing and production by Justin McDaniel. The intro music is Freak Out by Chainmail. Road Rules Northern Trail was an insipid show that shouldn't have happened. Mm. Ooh. Ooh.